You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, and today we're talking all about creating the ideal product retailing space. Now, we all know that to better serve our clients and to boost your revenue, we need to make retail product sales a big part of our offering. But how do you set yourself up from a retail display point of view to maximize your retail sales potential? Well, I'm joined today by the company that does this better than anyone else in the industry. So if you want to learn from the best, let's stick that cassette in and get going. You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over 200,000 downloads worldwide. This is the podcast for you if you're an independent beauty salon, skin clinic, spa owner or manager. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical and focused business information and advice. We deal with the foundations of starting and also growing not only an incredibly profitable, rewarding and stable beauty or wellness business, but also a stress-free one too. In short, I'm here to help you make more money, have more time and get back to simply what it is you enjoy doing and why you set out on this journey rather than worrying about all that businessy stuff and not getting the results you want. And who am I? Well, my name is Adam Chatterley and I'm your host here on the show. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, thank you for joining me today uh, for what is the slightly delayed part four of the product mini-series that I started a few months ago here on the podcast. You know, things don't always go to plan, and when you manage to secure a guest to be on the show that is from one of the most in-demand spa brands at the moment, you've got to accept some schedule shifts and move-arounds. But we finally managed to record the episode, the one that was actually the inspiration for the whole product mini-series. Yep, today we are focusing on your retail product display areas. Now, this is such an important part of your business. We've spoken about this before, you and I, about the need for you to focus a good portion of your attention on your retail sales. You know, you only have so many hours in the day and based on your facilities, the number of treatment rooms you have, the members of staff you have, your opening hours, all these different things, these effectively limit the amount of treatments and services that you can perform and therefore the amount of money that you can generate. Okay, I should caveat there with the fact that you can always raise your prices, but in most cases, there is some sort of you know natural limit on that at some point. So the easiest answer is to boost your revenue with retail sales. You see, retail sales is to a large degree unlimited by time in the same way that you know treatments and services are. It takes physically the same amount of time to sell a single product as it does to sell an entire product range, for example. Okay, it might put a little bit, take a little bit longer to put it through the till, but you know, you, you get what I'm saying. It's not all about the money either. You know, I love Daniela Warner's view on this, that your clients' visits to the spa are the equivalent of their trips to the gym. What happens at home in between their visits to the spa or salon is arguably more important than the time they spend in the salon itself. And that means that the products they use and the things that they do at home, utilizing your product range, are vital to the results they get and the success of your treatments. Anyway, the start of, or certainly the key to the early stages of this product sales happening in your business is your product display area. And this is where the fact that no two salons, no two spas, no two clinics are the same really becomes a bit of a problem. You know, you've got to work with what you have. And there is one product house that time after time just excels at turning the space that one of their salon or spa partners has available into the most beautiful, enticing space to browse and buy 
for their clients. Now, that brand for me is Temple Spa, and I'm very privileged today to be joined by their head of spa, Sarah Ronchetti, to talk about this and to share their approach and the lessons that they've learned in creating the perfect product retail space. Now, this is actually a pretty short episode for the amount that we cover. Sarah is a real professional, and as you'll see, she anticipates all my questions before I've even asked them. You know, that's the true mark of someone that knows exactly what they're talking about. So, if you want to find out exactly how to set your salon or spa up for maximum sales, including the number one thing that Temple Spa uses to boost their retail sales, plus what to do if you only have a very small space available or multiple spaces, and scientifically how often you should change your retail displays for maximum sales, then stop what you're doing for the next 20 minutes and listen. Take notes and then take action as Sarah shares Temple Spa's top tips for creating the perfect retail display. Okay, so welcome to the show, Sarah Ronchetti. Thank you, Adam. Nice to be talking to you today. Great to be talking to you. So like I've said, Sarah, you're joining us. uh, We're talking about how to create the perfect retail display today. Mm -hmm. And you're joining us from Temple Spa. So I just wondered, I'm sure everyone has heard of Temple Spa in the industry, uh, but we do get people listening from all over the world. So could you give us just a quick kind of overview of of Temple Spa, where they've been, how they've got to where they are now, um, if that'd be okay. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Temple Spa, it's a British, I'll I'll bullet point it for you, Adam, because you know me, I can talk quite well, quite a lot. Um, It's um, a British brand, but the inspiration behind the brand comes from the Mediterranean lifestyle and diet. So um, in a lot of our products and a lot of our treatments, that really comes alive and is really, you know, represented well. Um, We are, we're based in the UK. We work, we have different channels to the business. So I work in the spa channel and we currently have about 108 um, spas in the UK and a few overseas. Um, We are, we retail solely in Harrods um, and then we're really found, we can be found on board um, the Orient Express, but it's very much a lifestyle brand. um, So something for everybody. Um, and we will be 20 years old next year. So very really? good year for us. 20 yeah. years. Gosh, I yeah. didn't know it'd be going that long. Incredible. Yeah, no, 20 years. Fabulous. So yeah, the the Mediterranean thing was was really interesting for me the first time. And we've obviously known each other for a few years now. Um, sure. But the very first time I worked with Temple Spa, I remember hearing these these names of the products that you have and the treatments that you do. And I was like, I, I think they've got the menus. I think I've got the menu rather than the treatment menu here. And it was really, it was... Yeah. I think that's something I've always liked about Temple Spa is you just don't do things the same way that everyone else does. Um, no, it's it's a very, we describe it as a very chatty brand, yeah. um, but with serious performance and serious results. And a lot of our products, we have treatments that are named the same as the product. So there's a real synergy there between yeah. um, the treatment and the retail opportunity for the therapist as well. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, so, the topic we're talking about today is retail displays. Now, like mm. I said to you, in fact, I should say it was a conversation you and I were having that was kind of the whole idea for this little um, product-based mini-series that I, I decided to put on. Um, and I've said to a few people now that whenever you talk about products and retail, certainly on a podcast or anything like this, people tend to focus only on the selling more side of it. Um, and I wanted to talk about a little bit more around that topic. And And the obvious one that comes up is talking about how you actually display retail products within a spa, within a salon and, and, and those kind of things. Um, and you and I were talking about this and uh, I was just saying, you know, the, the one thing that's always stood out for me with Temple Spa is I've never been in two Temple Spa sites that have just the same 
retail display. Um, you know, there's there's some brands out there that will just kind of put a tester stand out and they're all the same. They're all the same in every single spa you go to. But every single one I've been to, you've kind of very much made it fit within the spa itself and the and the area they have and the environment they have and all that kind of thing. Was that Has that always been a conscious decision? Yes, it has. And I think, you know, you've hit the nail on the head there that, you know, every spa um, or every reception area is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have... Um, Every individual product has its own stand that it stands on. And there's a description behind the product, behind the tester, um, that tells you as a picture of it. But it also tells you the key features and benefits of that product, along with um, the, the price, of course. Um, so that's something that's really important to us because, you know, we might be in a spa um, or a treatment area that's that's very, very small. Some of the smaller properties that we work with in London, you know, you might find that the actual re- retail and reception area mm. is in a basement area. <laughs> so they don't have space for, you know, lots of lovely big displays. But also what what we have is that the um, the retail items that a spa takes on and sells, yeah. um, they have a stand for each one of those. So they don't have to take the full line of um, right. retail products. But it just gives that spa the most flexibility that they need um, in their environment. So they might do a collection of products on their, you know, the stands themselves. So, yeah, it's a very, very conscious decision. And we have reviewed it. We talk about have we got it right. A lot of our competitors, you know, do do the one big display stands, which do look beautiful. Mm. But sometimes they're, you know, they're difficult to fit into all spaces. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% 100% totally agree with that and it has been those little things um that you do including the having the you've got the product there but you've also got the little card with the picture of the product on because so often that product might have slightly disappeared somewhere and equally mm. if you're faced with a display of a lot of different um jars and pots and, and different things that that can look very very similar having that picture there to denote that okay well this is the information about this product which is what I'm looking at really clarifies things in the mind of, of someone who's browsing Sure. Yeah. And it also is rather than having, I mean, what what we feel with, you know, the big tester stands is when they're brand new, they look absolutely beautiful with the whole collection of products, but you, they're quite hard to keep clean yeah. and you have one product missing and, you know, it can just, you focus on that gap. Now with ours, obviously, you know, they're all displayed. And if, if there is a product missing, mm-hmm. it's, it's better if the product's there, but sure. you have got the picture, the image of that um, item. And also it's that reminder to the customer that it matches the product booklet yep. that they're looking at. So it's still the retail connection. So if things have got kind of mixed up on the shelf, it's, exactly. it's, it's very clear which one you're talking yeah, about. So that, exactly. that just little things, seemingly little things like that, are really the things that I've noticed make your your display stand out. So, mm. So then... When you start working with a new spa, do you is there a process you go through to design uh, the retail area? Um, we'll we'll make recommendations. Um, we, you know, we have to be mindful that we're a guest in a spa space, and sure. so we can't go and dictate as to how they'll do things. <laughs> you know, sometimes, um, and sometimes the spas are already very beautifully set up, and there's been a, a big investment in the retail area. Um, but we will we, we'll advise and we'll guide, and we can make suggestions for stands and shelving or whatever the the spa has but we're certainly you know it's very much a partnership with temple spa and obviously you know we have a a standard as to how we want the brand to be represented and the spas we work they're very open to having our support and advice on that 
So on those, so so you go into a spa and you sort of, I presume you have a bit of a look around. Um, mm-hmm. What what are the decisions that you think about when you're deciding where maybe to put uh, a, a retail display within a spa? What are the things you look for? Yeah. Okay. So um, obviously you want to put it where there's you know good traffic and yep. not just passing traffic. You want stopping traffic. So um, at till points around where people might be um, waiting, queuing or um, waiting areas. Um, they're really good areas for us to look at. But lighting, lighting is crucial too. So the brighter the area, um, the better. If it's a darker area, we might suggest having lighter coloured shelving or even glass, but certainly getting um, some, you know, an electrician to come in and put proper lighting up through the the retail reception area. So it's really, you know, it might be that we'll put, um, recently we've gone into some spas that have, we've we've had two areas so we've had one area where we put all the face products together and then we'll put the body products in maybe a separate area sometimes you have to split it up even more than that it just depends on on the site creating the ideal retail display that grabs your client attention is just one of the many many jobs an independent business owner needs to deal with on a daily basis now if you're listening to this podcast you already are a business owner or thinking very seriously about becoming one soon and whether you are a business owner yourself or you know someone that is then you probably already know this all the different hats you have to wear manager, marketeer, salesperson, motivator, cleaner, HR person, chief enjoyment officer. And you know what? Some of those hats are brilliant, but some like filling in taxes and running payroll, for example, not so much fun. That's where the sponsor of today's episode, Gusto, comes in. Now, Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and simple management tools all in one place. Now, Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Now, those old-school, clunky payroll providers just weren't built for the way modern small businesses work, but Gusto is. Better yet, now is the best time to get set up for the new year. So don't wait. The lovely people at Gusto have hooked listeners of the Beauty Business Podcast up with three months free when they run their first payroll. So hang up those boring hats for good, try a demo and see for yourself at gusto.com forward slash BBP. That's gusto.com forward slash BBP. So that's really interesting. You've hit on some some big points there. So I'm going to jump to lighting. It was one of my questions yes. from much further down yes. the list, but it was like, how important is lighting? And clearly you've highlighted that as as one of the most important things. So would you say, yeah. generally speaking, then the more light, the, the better? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think we have to be mindful of the, the spa environment. Oh. Generally, a spa tends to be, you know, by the nature of the place it is, quite sort of the lighting's quite low. It's yeah. got a quite a calm feeling. Um, and for retail, for bringing shelves alive, that obviously isn't great. So we would suggest some spotlights that are hardwired into the system, into the electrical system, so as they can really focus on the products, but but not detract from the actual spa environment itself. Sure, got it. And then you also touched about separating um, different areas. One of the questions I was going to ask was, is it better to, so if you have, let's say you don't have room for one big retail display, but you have several areas that you can put things. Mm. In your experience, is it better to, like you say, focus those areas so you have one as sort of the the facial area and one as the body products area, or is it better to mix them up? 
Um, I would we we would strongly suggest that you you keep your your group separate. So um, you know you have face. It might also be that um, you want to you want to make more awareness about. We have our beautiful truffle collection. Mm-hmm. We will always suggest that the truffle collection and that does it. That's face and body. That that is always displayed together. And it might all even be that we'll have the truffle collection um, with the products the face and the body, but in the body category, we will also have an additional um, uh, um, body truffle product over there as well, um, just so as it's a, a reminder and it fits both sections. Um, and it might even be, you know, January detox time, we'll take a collection of the products key for detoxing and we'll make a feature and a display of those. But typically it's got to tell a story. And I think that's right. what we're very good at. So even in the, the facial area, we'll have the um, we have five categories of face skincare types, and we will display according to those um, those categories. That's handy. You bring me on to my next question there, which was, <laughs> um, if you is it in your experience again, is it better to try and display everything that you have, or is it better to try and focus on a few key things to kind of attract people's interest. Essentially what I'm saying, if you've got a small area, is it better to just put a few key things out that attract people's interest and get them asking questions? Or is it better to try and kind of fit physically as much as you can onto those shelves as possible? Yeah, I think it. you definitely want to have as much as you can, but if you overload it, it looks cluttered, it looks yeah. complicated and people are just immediately disinterested. So it needs to be clean, sharp, um, and I think change it, especially if you're in an environment where you have members coming in. It's slightly harder with the day spa guest who might only come in, you know, to once, twice, three times a year. But if you're in an area, in an environment where you have spa membership or um, leisure membership, change it, you know, make it interesting, keep it looking interesting. So people are sort of, they are stopped when they come in and think, oh, that's new. That's different. It isn't necessarily, it's just that you've just moved things moved around. Things around. Yeah. <laughs> and how often would you recommend doing that kind of thing? Um, I think it depends where you are really, but I think um, it, you want to have somebody that's managing the space, um, yeah. looking after your retail area. And I would suggest probably every two to three weeks. Certainly really? um, we have a monthly spa um, promotional calendar. Mm-hmm. So when we have each month, that will change. Um, so obviously every month we're looking at how we, or the spas are looking at, right, this is the promotion. How are we going to display it? Where are we going to put it? Where are we going to put it so it's prominent and everybody yeah. knows about it? So there's a natural change that should be happening in a lot of spas, um, certainly monthly. Cool. That's a lot more often than I thought. That's really interesting. Thank you. Um, so let me just look at my other um, things on there. So testers then. Um, yeah. That's another key thing as well. What's your experience with testers? Important to have, better not to have? Um, absolutely vital to have um, <laughs> testers and you want testers that look clean, fresh, filled um, and that are not behind glass or behind desks. And I know it's really hard. A lot mm. of spas, you know, they're not necessarily manned all the time. Uh, most of the ones we work with are, mm-hmm. um, but we are incredibly generous with our testers. You know, it's the representation of Temple Spa. And one of the USPs about Temple Spa, I think, is that we do give complimentary testers to our spas. Now, obviously, we have okay. to um, we have to monitor that because, and we know <laughs> things do naturally, sadly, go missing. Yeah. Um, but it's really, really crucial and important that those testers are clean. You know, the lids are wiped out. Um, 
so yeah, test is vital. And we almost, we almost wouldn't go into a spa if, unless they had testers out on display because you absolutely know that the retail sales are not going to happen anywhere near as strongly as if they are out there. And you've that's your experience as well. So you found if, if you don't have the testers, it, it directly affects the sales. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. So I think you've very succinctly managed to cover kind of all, all my key questions there. You've gone through them as, almost as if I sent you my list, which is fantastic. Um, so <laughs> I just wanted to say, so is there any, what other things come into play when you're thinking about um, creating a, a new retail display? Are there any other bits and pieces that are important? I mean, I've heard other people say, you know, group things in sort of threes because it's a more interesting number. Definitely, uh, yeah. That's something, okay, that's something you subscribe to as well. Yeah, and I think you you want to you want to what I find is that I sometimes go into spas and somebody's done a lovely display and there's a very there's a very big difference between something that looks just like a display versus a shopping area. Yeah. Um, it it it's got to it's got to tell you what it is. So, mm -hmm. for example, um, you might have a boxed kit that has um, eight or nine miniature products in it. Yeah. And people will just take those items out and stand them all around the box. There's no price. It doesn't tell me the name of it. It's just looking pretty. That isn't going to sell. So I need, you need to have definite awareness next to each product. It goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning yeah. about the individual stands. It might be that, you know, when we launch our seasonal collection, the Christmas kits, that's given its own space and that every item has um, a tent card that tells the price. If there's a saving on the, the gift box, we'll always feature the saving okay, because good. savings are really, really important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's crucial that the, the display or the items are actually talking to the guests. It's not just wallpaper. It's not yeah. just there to look pretty because it could just be you know, anything. Yeah, I like what you said earlier on, you need to tell a story with it. I think that's really, if there's a way definitely. you can do that, you can bring some sort of flow or story into it. I think that's definitely going to help any any kind of display. And yeah. it's, it's interesting what you say about price, because I've definitely heard people before say, oh, no, don't don't display a price because that will that'll encourage people to go and pick them up and look at them. And I was like, well, actually, that's completely the opposite for me, because I know that some products, certainly in the world of spa, can be... Um, extremely expensive which is going to put some people off if they don't understand the benefits that come with it but if i can immediately see a price it takes away any kind of fear i might have about asking yeah. questions about that product because sure you know if i think well i'm not sure what this is going to be i don't i don't want to feel embarrassed so yeah. i'm going to maybe completely overlook it and not ask any questions even though i think this might be a product that can help me so Absolutely. i do I, I love the fact you've got very clear the cards with the prices on there and the picture so i know exactly what i'm asking about in the first place so yeah no, i think that's fantastic so any other bits any other little bits of information that you that you use any little tips tricks i should have put my phone on silent <laughs> 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 you, not, yours and not mine um yeah i think um you know feature your um your your key products at eye level there's saying eye level by level so for us you know we'll always encourage spas to um have the truffle the skin truffle collection mm -hmm. at eye level um that's, that's a really, really I have to say that's a really eye-catching, beautiful packaging on the truffle collection. It's uh, It really does it, draw the it's eye in. It's stunning. It's stunning. Yeah. Um, empty boxes. A lot of spas will mm -hmm. want um, empty packaging around. That might be in, in treatment rooms, reception, uh, uh, relaxation areas. But that's really, retail's all about planting the seeds. Um, and you, with our stands, you could have the stand um, 
as well if you wanted to. Um, but I think it's got to be clean. And I think this is sadly where a lot of spas, you know, you walk in or you go and look at a tester stand. And um, if it's not clean immediately, you know, someone's not going to be interested in, in purchasing, let alone trying it. So for us, we are a bit like the clean police and we'll go in <laughs> and we'll look at pots and products. And it's got to look smart, sharp. It's got to look inviting. Um so, yeah, and punchy, you know, it's got to be, you've got to want it. You know, retailing's a, it, it, it's a, it's not a game, hmm. but it's a, I've got this beautiful product. Um, you want it, you need it. So, you know, that's what the, the therapists are doing. So, yeah, it's got to be passed on to the guest. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it is small things like this. It's thinking about the retail area, how that looks, how that attracts the guests in, that's going to help you sell more of these products, which ultimately you know, delivers more to your business, delivers more to your bottom line and provides that extra service to your client. Sure. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And we're, um, we have lots of, well, not lots, but we have about four different, we're very, um, we have a really beautiful collection of ways we display products. So, mm. you know, we have very, very few spas that are asking us, oh, can we have this? We need this. We need extra because actually the collection of display materials that we have, you know, it's a, they have a slate base. Um, yep. It's very lovely, very beautiful. Yes, excellent. Okay. Um, well, thank you very much for your time today, Sarah. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Now, if anyone wants to find out more about Temple Spa, where would you say is the best place for them to go to find out about it? Um, so obviously there's our website, which mm -hmm. is um, templespa.com. Um, Instagram and Twitter, it's at Temple Spa. And then Facebook, if you search Temple Spa, we will come up on there. Um, all of our spas are listed or our spa partners are listed on our website. So mm -hmm. on the web spa, uh, the website, sorry, templespa.com, there is um, a, a box where you can click on and it will tell you where our spas are. So you can see that the retail um, displays if you visit any of the spas. So you can go and check them out and have a look. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, thank you again, Sarah. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, fantastic for you to join us. We'll put all those links and, uh, and addresses and everything on the show notes page for you to go and click on. Lovely. Thank you, Adam. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Bye. What do you think? I'm really so grateful to Sarah for taking the time to come on the show and share what's taken Temple Spa some serious time and effort to understand. Now, I urge you not to just listen to this and do nothing. You need to take this on board. Use as much of it as possible in your salon, in your spa or clinic, because I tell you this, there's a reason that Temple Spa are indeed one of the most in-demand brands to work with at the moment. And it has in large part to do with just how well their retail products sell. And of course, if you're curious and you want to check out Temple Spa as a product house for yourself, well, I can tell you they are one of my absolute favorite brands to work with. Get in touch with them at templespa.com and let them know where you heard about them. It's always nice to let people know that sharing their time and knowledge on the podcast brings them some more interest. It also helps me to secure sponsors for the show, you know, just saying. Okie dokie. That's it for this week. I hope you have a really great rest of the week. Please take on board and take action on the advice in this episode and then make sure you let me know what difference it makes. Now, I really, really appreciate you listening to the podcast, especially to this bit, which is very clearly right at the end. So remember, if you'd like my help, if you'd like my eyes on your business, I'm still offering my loyal listeners a complimentary beauty business breakthrough session worth $250. But I don't know how much longer I'll be able to do this. So make sure you act now. Physically, as soon as you finish this podcast, 
go and book yourself a call. All you need to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash breakthrough. Schedule a call time, answer a couple of simple questions about your business so that I can make sure I deliver as much value to you as possible on our call. Okay, that's all from me. I'll see you back here in a week's time. Speak to you again very soon. Bye for now.